0: Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.
1: So what is it this time? Latest from the world of AI, no
0: doubt. Well, we are off to the awards. Oh, we? we? what did we win? We're going to the Sony World Photography Award which we? we didn't win but a, a german chap called boris eldgesen uh won, won it in the creative category for a rather striking image actually of two women of different generations one mm. wearing black and one wearing white
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's a very moving picture he then refused the award when he pointed out that it was ai generated and he just entered it for the sony picture award as partly mischief and partly to, to point up. Just how these things are getting kind of meaningless now, because images can just be generated from text prompts.
1: Well, how? He's... good of him to actually own up.
0: Not only what that, he but he suggested get? donating the prize money to a photo festival in Ukraine instead.
1: Well, he sounds a Which lovely unless, of course, he is AI-generated.
0: Well, maybe he is. Oh, it gets gets deeper and deeper. In fact, talking of AI stuff, there's a a song out by Drake and Weekend Hmm. called um, Heart on My Sleeve that has had 20 million uh, listens on TikTok, Twitter, Spotify and Apple. Should we have a listen to it? Would you like to? Uh, Yes. Well, you can't because they've taken it down. Because it was AI generated. It wasn't Drake at all. It just had his a simulation of his voice on it. It was removed due to uh, copyright violations, but it was written by AI. It was performed by AI. And it was apparently about Selena Gomez, who was a former girlfriend of Drake. And it featured the immortal lines, Got these pearls on my neck, got these girls on my check, Like Selena, baby, I'm a cheat. Oh, maybe. They don't write lyrics like that anymore. No. <laughs>
1: no. Probably just as well, really. Well, anyway, I was going to say, yes. yes, it's hardly Wordsworth.
0: Hard, it is indeed hardly Wordsworth. But then, well, then it's hardly, you know, he, never, he
1: never got the top of the hit parade.
0: No, he didn't. Nor for him. <laughs> so, talking of AI, how can we possibly talk about AI without talking about Elon Musk? Yes. Elon Musk, if you remember, a few, couple of weeks ago, we talked about how he co-signed a letter demanding an immediate pause yes. the world in the gonna end. Yes, the world was, was going to end.
1: end. The machines were going to take over and we've got to stop it, whatever we do.
0: That's right. Well, it was rather surprising that he would sign this letter because he was a co-founder, of course, of ChatGPT.
1: Yes, he mentioned obviously
0: had a change of heart. And being Elon Musk, it appears he's had another change of heart because he's now recruiting engineers for his own uh, AI platform, which is called X.AI, of which he's the sole director. X. He's recently changed the name of Twitter to X Corp. Apparently, the holding company that is. And of course, he owns SpaceX. So it looks like X is going to be his thing going forward. I tell you, this it's man is. the turning name of his new child his... as well? I'm <sighs> turning to get more of a Bond villain by the day. <laughs> it's extraordinary. He's. he's... I, I look forward to his hollowed-out volcano that he'll next be tweeting from. He's probably got one wasn't it a, has a new
1: version of the new film of Knives Out I forgot what it's called now temporarily but Glass uh, Onion thank you i mean was that yes. not supposed to be Musk
0: yes i suppose it was, suppose it was. yeah loosely loosely musk certainly as evil as musk um <laughs> somewhat more charismatic than musk and the trouble is i've seen musk giving demonstrations live on stage and he is no Steve Jobs well, you did really, we not he... play
1: did we not play a bit of Bit of him we did, ago, uh, and wasn't he
0: humbled over his words, and he just mumbled, and very, very poor indeed. Yes. I'm are you sorry. looking for it now?
1: No, I'm not. No, no. Uh,
0: you look like you were... No, nope, I, I
1: was getting ready to play this. And having played it, let's uh, go on.
0: Well let's go on. Well talking of Twitter, as we so often do or you
1: this, mean X A- or X as we
0: must now call it. Or X, as we must now call it. Um, it is now worth less than half of what Elon Musk paid for it. So it's oh, well, lost that's
1: more than it was at one time, hadn't it? I think it was worth even okay. less than that at
0: one point. So it's Well, it's lost twenty billion dollars of its worth since he, he bought it. Um and the the vultures are gathering. So other people are looking to pounce on the on the quick quick Twitter Mm. ecosphere or perhaps egosphere is a better word for it. Oh, that's a good word. I should I should make sure I use that one and make sure people know they heard it here first. Copyright it before A.I. um,
1: steals it and turns it into a There (laughs) is
0: is a newsletter platform called Substack, which is uh, essentially a, a newsletter platform where people can post their newsletters. Mm. And they have launched their own social network called Substack Notes. It's it's actually quite clumsy. You have to subscribe to someone's newsletter in order to follow them. And then when you have followed them, you can't really keep track of who you followed or find any new comments from them. So that's all feeling their way. But it's enough to make Twitter really quite scared. So over Easter weekend, if there was a tweet with... Uh, Substack in it, that tweet was linked, was blocked from being liked or retweeted. Mm. If you did a search on Twitter for Substack, it would be replaced with newsletter. And if you did manage to track down a Substack link and you clicked on it, you get a warning from Twitter saying that this link is unsafe or malicious. So definitely running scared there. Mm. Bizarre, isn't it? Paranoia. yes yes,
1: yes. Uh, life in the egosphere
0: life in the egosphere it's there's it's a book good title word. it's a very it good is word a, we just need to get um get, get ai to write the book for us and then we can just take it well, out yeah.
1: well ask it to write uh, you've got the title life in the yes. life in the egosphere by x
0: yes yes <laughs> yes even better
1: yes well there let we to get it banned on twitter
0: <laughs> yeah. well,
1: except no it would probably be promoted anything with the word with X in it oh, is obviously yes. flavour of the month so where do we go
0: now yes. well board games now back on this show uh, a f- couple of years ago uh, we talked about the infinity game table which was all the board games you could eat on a table in your living room they've really now it. bought out you do good I'm glad to hear you listen to the show <laughs> They have now brought out the Infinity Game Board, uh, which is opposed to the Infinity Game Table, which contains 100 board games on its 18 and a half inch tablet. And so it means you can play all your favourite games without ever having to worry about lost pieces. And I'm sure you know not only opening a chessboard to find that uh, one of the pieces is missing, but if you're playing Monopoly and half of the half of yeah. the little animals are missing or whatever, then that could be a real problem. Well, this comes with fifty free. I say free, we only have to pay for the thing. But 50 (laughs) already paid for Hasbro games, including things like Monopoly and Trivial Pursuit and Scrabble and Cluedo, and can be yours for a mere $500, which is actually quite a lot for even quite a few board games. I think $500 is a lot. But the problem really. I
1: don't even actually know how much board games are now, but they're not cheap.
0: Well, I don't know. I, you tend to find them in charity shops, don't you, for a pound well, or two yes,
1: each? But you know what the problem of buying any board game in a charity shop is?
0: It's They're got missing, missing pieces. pieces. Exactly. Well, you can't miss pieces with the Infinity Game Board. Um, they even have things like virtual 3D dice, where you sort of tap the screen and these 3D dice roll in front of you and then land. And all your pieces, you move around. And it's That's kind of, of okay... The pleasure of moving a little racing car or your mm. dog around the Monopoly board, or indeed the enormous pleasure from playing Cluedo and having, you know, a piece of rope and a yes, candlestick yes, and yeah. a dagger. And I think not having those is, uh, is actually a bit of a problem. I did actually ask them a question. I said, look, how do you play a game like Scrabble when you have to prevent the other players from seeing your, your squares, mm. your table tiles? And they said, "Ah, oh, no, it come, The game comes with card blockers, which turned out to be little cardboard wedges that you can <laughs> put on the board in front of in front of your tiles."
1: And then, what happens if you lose them? You have to buy by another another table
0: you could probably make your own card blockers but I mean by the time you are playing Monopoly and and the board is then surrounded by all of your cards and your stacks of money and you know whatever else you've got then the board's going to get smaller and smaller even if it is quite big you know it's 18 and a half inches the the tablet but by the time as I say it's surrounded by all these things and you do of course you you don't lose the pieces but you lose the the tactile nature all yes, those this pieces. is
1: this is one area where you're almost more anti-diluvian than I am.
0: Yeah. Oh, Technology do you
1: think? with board games, ha! I Spit well, on it.
0: <laughs> I, I like the idea of it, but I think you you, you lose that hands-on yeah, quality you of get course. with real board games. Of course.
1: Time for us to take a break. We'll be back with yet more from the world of gadgets and gizmos very very soon.
0: Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.
1: On Share Radio, we've got gadgets and Gizmos, Steve Kaplan and myself, Simon Rose, telling you the latest from the world of tech and the egosphere. I'm just going to say and it often awesome enough that sphere. it's going to start tripping off my tongue now.
0: I was going to say we could, the egosphere, we could put the author down as Steve Rose, but then you will recall that Steve Rose is the composer who wrote, among other tunes, The Stripper. So people might get confused about that. That was David that. Rose, wasn't it? Was it? I not think so. Oh, possibly. In that I'll case, look at it, I'll look it up later
1: when you're nettering about something. Or it could be Simon Kaplan.
0: I would remember that. Yes. Yes.
1: Well, Simon still Kaplan the, yeah, I still the really X is, is quite a good.
0: X. We can by X, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, so let us move on to bike racks. I don't know if you've ever had a bike rack on the back of your car. I have. They're a good it way of carrying for when around. I went over but... a
1: sleeping policeman.
0: Oh, did the policeman complain? What was he doing sleeping there in the first place? Oh, exactly. Do they still call them? I think they call them, they used to call them speed humps and now they call them traffic calming measures, which, which is just an absurd they don't term. Do. Yes. Exactly. Yes. I, I, anyway, so bike racks. So lifting your bike onto the onto a bike rack, it takes quite a bit of effort. And if the bike is heavy, then that's pretty quite difficult to do. Well, until now, introducing the e-rack. The e-rack made by a Canadian company and it m- mounts on the, the trailer... Knob, what's it called? That that lump, the the hitch ball, that lump that you get sticking out of the back of cars oh, that the, you can the, attach. The caravan to. and the, yeah, but yeah. not all
1: cars have it.
0: No, but you can get one fitted.
1: Oh, can you? Okay.
0: Yes. I don't. So know what it's can, it mounts on there, and it has a powered motor. So you lean your bike against it, and it hikes it up for you off the ground, and then you can just strap it in place. Huh? Um, it's not cheap. Two and a half thousand Canadian dollars, which Good comes grief about fifteen hundred of your English quids.
1: If your bike and only costs that, fifty quid, that's That's,
0: that's a quite bit a lot, yes. Well that's for the, the one bike version. If you want to go up to the version that will take either five mountain bikes or two full size dirt bikes, and we're talking about well, the powered dirt bikes here, then that'll cost you over four and a half thousand Canadian dollars, which is two thousand eight hundred pounds. Which again is really quite a lot. Anyway, if you like the sound of it and you have that kind of cash to throw around, then com is your destination of choice.
1: And probably slightly less likely to fall off as you go over a traffic calming measure.
0: Well, it's still down to you to strap the bike yeah. onto it securely, and I think that was what you didn't do. Oh, no, the bikes were or strapped to it. The whole it. thing, the whole thing oh. came off. Uh. Oh, that's Luckily, because we
1: were going over a traffic calming measure, of course... it. Didn't actually... We well, weren't going very
0: fast at the time. You weren't going very fast. Well, no. there's a kind of karma there, isn't there?
1: There is. Uh, and for once, I was right. Yes, the composer of The Stripper is David Rose. The only Steve Rose huh. I could find in a hurry was um, somebody who writes about a film for The Guardian.
0: Oh. oh. I knew I'd seen the name somewhere. Yeah. My apologies to The Guardian writer for having confused him with the person who wrote it's the, the st- theme st- tunes for the stripper. the stripper. Which most of us so- only
1: know now from Walkman Wise. <laughs> yeah,
0: indeed. So, talking of carrying bikes... Mm -hmm. Off-road cycling, I mean, it's not something that I have ever done, but I know that it's a very popular thing. People take their mountain bikes up into the hills and they cycle both up and downhill over rough terrain. But what if the terrain is too rough, particularly going uphill? Well, you have to pick up your bike and carry it, which is not very comfortable. And if you're carrying the bike with one hand, that only leaves you one other hand to fend off any... Had no brush or ferns or ravenous wild boar <laughs> that might be in your in your way. Yes. Well, the answer could be the hike a bike harness. The hike a bike harness. It's it's kind of what it sounds actually. It's made by a UK company called ReStrap, and it is a it scraps onto the top tube of your bike. You fix it on there, and then when you want to use it you undo it leaving it strapped onto the top tube and it gives you two armholes that you sort of put your arms in put them over yes. your shoulders and like shoulder straps and then there are additional straps that hold the chain still and even a fourth strap that keeps the front wheel sort of in line with the rest of the bike so it doesn't flap around and then you can go charging up your up your rough terrain with your bicycle strapped to your back Hmm. Mm, yes I know, Mm, exactly However, it is only, it was under 50 quid from Restrap.com oh, Doesn't sound very really expensive, so, though
1: presumably if you're going off-road And by off-road we do not mean onto the pavement
0: um, <laughs>
1: You think, there's also you're going to have a rucksack anyway So presumably you can't have a rucksack and this
0: Well that's a very good point I don't know if they considered that
1: I'd be surprised if they hadn't
0: No, maybe they, ha- oh dear No, that's a bit of a problem, isn't it? Well, maybe you turn the rucksack round and wear it in front. It all yes. sounds a bit—it all sounds a bit clumsy to well, me. But it F is so a far idea.
1: from anything you or I are ever likely to do. Yes, that we'll have to ask somebody else if they've tried it to let us know. I yes. think. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Now then. Well, oh, I was going to give you one of these. Do you not
0: want it? Go on then. Yeah. Go on. Now, you and I, of course, listen to our music digitally these days, although I'm sure you've still got most of yours on 78s. I bet you I have. I do
1: listen to 78s? Yes, I yes.
0: knew you would. How, how did I just realise that would be the case? Um, no, I, but, admittedly,
1: I have actually got an electronic turntable now to listen to them because they're getting much harder to find seventy eight. The days of going into a second-hand shop and finding loads at the back of the shop have really almost completely disappeared. So now I'd no, use I the have, wind-up gramophones as of much. Yes, but they're probably not ones I'd... Yes, you may have, but you're not a second-hand shop. It may look like a second-hand shop in your house, but you are not
0: one. And curiously, the, the, the volume seems to be imprinted into the 78 itself. And so most of them are fairly quiet, apart from one recording I have of Stranger in Paradise, which is absolutely deafening. And as there's no volume control on the 78s, the only thing you can do is to stuff a fo- sock well, no, in it. I have a
1: 78 player that has a volume control. It's two doors that you open and close. Oh, and it... oh
0: yours doesn't have a horn, then?
1: Uh, no, I don't have one with a the horn. They're very expensive. No, mine has a horn, because oh, they're very fantastic. pretty. They are yes. very pretty, indeed, yes. yes. Um, you can get volume for horn. People would put socks in. I'm not sure yes. that the expression, put a sock in it, does not come from that.
0: I believe it does. You're not sure that it does not come from that? Oh, yeah. I'm trying to work my way well, around the syntax. <laughs> sorry, that
1: kind of I I was worried that it might be an urban myth, but I. Oh, were... I see.
0: But I don't know. Well, maybe anyway. anyway I'm going to carry on using well, I'm it. I'm trying to remember purpose. what
1: you were talking about to begin with now. Something so to the do point is, with, with playing records. As,
0: exactly. As CD sales are dropping because, uh, of course, digital sales are going up, vinyl last year outsold CDs for the first time. Wow. Which is really quite extraordinary that's the first time in recent years that is when yes. cds first appeared vinyl was still king because people like the the touchability of uh of mm. vinyl in the same way that people like the touchability of of board game pieces you know the, there's something <laughs> yes. same analog yes. Hmm. yes same full of people well it seems cassette sales are now at a 20-year high people are buying cassettes again, which just seems bizarre to me. I have a reasonably large collection of cassettes, some that I've recorded myself and some that I've actually bought. And of course, over the years, they lose their magnetism so that they get less and less playable. So anyway, it seems that um, Arctic Monkeys and Harry Styles are among the top cassette sellers uh, this year. 195,000 cassettes. Have been sold in the in the last year, not an awful lot, of course, compared with the volume of music consumed on on the internet. But it still seems extraordinary that people should be going for cassettes. I, I don't know. I cannot really understand why it was always. I mean, it was convenient, but the sound quality was never very good, and they don't last very well. And then the, well, the cassettes sure. they, get tangled up. They do, up and they do break.
1: last quite long. If you're going to if you're going to ever try playing a cassette or a video tape for younger. Listeners can ask their parents what that means. <laughs> um, the thing to do always is to wind it to the end and wind it back because a lot of the problem comes from the coating on the tape coming off. Um, hmm. And if you wind it through, that apparently diminishes the chance of that happening. I've still got tapes from 50 years ago that are playable, I just have back lost my, the ability uh... to play them now.
0: Back in my younger days, when I had an open top Triumph Spitfire, oh, that's sounds uh, nice. I was it was I was constantly getting the radio cassette player nicked out of it. Yes. So what I did was I got hold of a broken one, took the the front off it, and made a cardboard enclosure so I could clip it over the existing the actual uh, radio cassette yes. player. And I got a bit of cassette tape and left it dangling out of the <laughs> player as, as evidence that it was clearly broken. And and it was never stolen again.
1: How fantastic. And you just had to take cop, it off when kits. you wanted to use it. Exactly. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. It'll be yeah. in viz before we know it. So, it <laughs> uh, what now?
0: Well, one of the ways, of course, in which we do confuse... Com, com, in which we consume music... I think we have to consume everything rather than just listening to it these days. That's another bit of a bugbear of mine, uh, is that we consume music on our phones, which involves scrolling through the lists of our phones. And the the technology or the energy switching company, USwitch, has done some interesting research on how much people swipe their phones. Mm-hmm. And they have calculated that the average user swipes their phone an average of 13 metres every day, which uh, they have then carried forwards and extrapolated that to say that they swipe their phones by the height of the Elizabeth Tower every week. The Elizabeth Tower, of course, being the one that holds Big Ben. Yes.
1: So whatever it's calls Big Ben, yes.
0: Exactly. And they extrapolated further to say that they swipe the height of the Shard every month. In other words, three miles a year. Now, uh, they didn't take it far enough, of course, so I thought I would look into (laughs) it even further. And for the benefit of Share Radio uh, listeners, I have calculated it would take the average phone user 83,000 years to scroll their way to the moon.
1: Right, which doesn't sound quite as impressive.
0: It doesn't sound (laughs) quite as impressive, no. But it is an awfully long way to the moon. Well, that's true. That's true. Yes
1: what do yes i don't know i mean are they saying this is a good thing or a bad thing they're saying this is a good a bad thing we should spend less time on our phones or
0: what they do go on to talk about how people get scroll thumb syndrome uh from their 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 hands locking up kind of repetitive strain because they're not trying to go to the moon then thank goodness yes We'll leave that to people like Elon Musk and his and his various X devices. And finally, a reminder that the UK disaster alert will be sent to your phone, and not just your phone, but everyone's phone, on the 23rd of April at 3pm. You will hear a loud siren, and it's testing the, the new alert system. If you've already heard the loud siren and didn't know why, then it's because you didn't listen to this programme until yes, after yes. it happened. There must still
1: be a lot of people who don't know it's going to happen. And I imagine quite a few people who do know it's going to happen will turn it off, which apparently you can do.
0: Yes, you can turn your phone off. I will be in a band rehearsal, uh, actually, at that point this Sunday. And someone from the band sent out a message this week saying, there's going to be this loud siren at 3pm. Let's all turn our phones off, because I don't fancy being in a room of 16 phones all going off at the same time.
1: Yeah. And they've heard the band.
0: Exactly. (laughs) On which note?
1: On which note we say goodbye, but there'll be more gadgets and gizmos from Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose at the same time next week.
0: Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No. It's gadgets and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.